Hello, you are listening to Lonely People, a friendship podcast. I am Sen. And I am Sari. And we have been on hiatus for a little bit, so we're glad to be back. Um, But this week's topic is going to be talking about how the panini of 2020 affected friendships, um, for the better and for the worst. Yeah, so... um... It's been a crazy couple years and everybody's lifestyle has been radically altered, obviously. So that's had some pretty huge affections. I mean, pretty huge effect, effects on relationships. Um, and like in my life, particularly, my friendships change significantly. Like I've always been someone who really values friendship since I was a teenager and stuff. And I've always been kind of like tracking who are my friends and what are we doing and stuff. And in that time, it just like an earthquake happened and everything was totally different. So it was, it was a crazy time. Um, but I'll I'll tell my story. So personally, it was a few really good things and a few really bad things. <laughs> um, it became a lot harder at work, like to hang out with coworkers because I used to hang out with coworkers. Like we would eat lunch together and like, you know, this groups of people the same age who are, or who are interested in similar things or work in the same area or whatever. And you make friends with those people and that's fun. And so we did that and it was really nice. It had a little community and then that affected, like I didn't see them anymore. And then because you don't see them anymore, it also like work itself became harder because you don't have as much of a network and that kind of thing. Um, what else? Also, I had like, you know, like if you have close friends, but also like peripheral friends, friends you see once a month or you get coffee once in a while or whatever. But those people were like just out completely out of touch. And honestly, most of them I never connected with again. They're completely gone after that. So that was sad. It just a lot of small losses, like not small, like I don't care about them, but like they weren't extremely deep to me, but it was a lot of them, and that's kind of sad. But then, for me, a couple of really big things happened. Like, uh, Sen and I had that Bible study we were part of, and it was new at the time, I think. It was around then we started. Um, and I was really investing in it and, like, hoping something could come from it because everyone who was there was people I really cared about. And then, because people were not encouraged to visit each other, and we a lot of us were already roommates and stuff, we naturally were forced to see each other. <laughs> and so the people who live together, obviously will be seeing each other. And so this group of like six people saw, we saw each other quite often and we only saw each other because we were being careful to uh, comply <laughs> and not cause any problems. And so my group of like, you know, six close friends and 30 distant friends became only six close friends, which is sad in a way, but in another way, at the end of that year, like, we were super close. And like at the end of that year, I already knew we would be lifelong friends, all of us. And we are lifelong friends. We have a running group chat and like all that. It's still going. Also, my now husband, we started dating then because we were already hanging out and stuff. And then anybody who I didn't see in person, I I just didn't see in person at all. And since we were already hanging out in person, we were like, oh, I mean, why not do things together? And nobody else would do anything. So we hung out more. And then hanging out with one person all the time, you know, makes it a lot easier to start a relationship. So that also probably went faster than it would have otherwise. Um, anyway, all that to say, like, I feel like it was a, a lot of good and a lot of bad. Everything either got a lot better or a lot worse, in my experience anyway. Yeah, totally agreeing with Siri here. Um, I was also very much impacted by the panini and how it impacted my friendships. So before then, um, I would... Me and my sister, we had a lot of friends back home that we'd kind of like 
try to keep in contact with. So like throughout our time period of undergraduate, um, we would like during like Thanksgiving breaks or Christmas breaks or whatever holidays that we would be we would be attend we would be back home for. We would intentionally like reach out to these friends, like text them, be like, "Hey, like I'm back in town. Do you want to hang out?" Like constantly, like, every single break, my parents are constantly complaining, like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are never home." Um, just because like we were like really valued and wanted to maintain and keep these friendships. Um, but when the panini happened, as Sari kind of explained, like all of these friendships kind of like ended. I would say, only of my friends from back home, only one of them did we actually like, maintain and keep contact with from like my hometown. Um, and that was because like we were really intentional and we're like, okay, like we're gonna have like once a week movie nights on Fridays. Um, and like we would pick a random movie and just watch it all together and then like critique it or like make jokes throughout it, like through like Netflix party for those of you who are familiar with it. Um, so like this like little group of friends that I was trying to like really, really hard to maintain their friendships with, they kind of just dissipated and it really sucked because you know, like you're kind of like essentially throwing away years of friendship. Um, but on the other side of things, like as Sari was saying, we had these group of friends who we only saw each other, and like I probably didn't. I had that kind of sense of belonging when I was a band kid because I used to be a band kid. Fun fact for you guys. Um, I had the sense of belonging when I was a band kid, but like this was different because these are people who are intentionally choosing to seek to see you and seek. Out, hanging out with you because like you're as we're the only people we can who can hang out with each other for like months um and like that fostered such a tight tight knit for people and like i had something i never had to got, got to experience before i would say it's like having like siblings um people who are like forced to be your friends or like forced to be with you um oh, but not forced they're choosing to and i like it led to like really 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 beautiful friendships and relationships and like all these things that happened obviously Sari met her husband through that um and for me I just got to like join get gain and preserve lifelong friends who like genuinely do life with me um every time I'm like recounting a story of like how I, I got to my point in my life now one of their names is mentioned somewhere um because of how much they've helped me get to this point um so it's the panini did suck in a sense of like all these friendships lost and all these people that you really you thought were going to be like lifelong people kind of your friendships ending but it also led to a lot of like really great great fruit um we're going to bring up a bible verse in a second about talking about pruning um and like and essentially my friend group got pruned um but the ones that stayed around led to really great fruit um and going back to my point of like friendships back home i would say with one of those friendships, I was actually able to restore it right before I moved away um, up to the north. Um, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, like my, it's a small town. So I was like, my mom met to you while you were working. She said, you said, she said, you said hi. So I'm just reaching out to see if you want to hang out before I leave. Um, so we met and we caught up for like what we would miss for the past two years, essentially, of our lives. Um, and it was so, so sweet and like meaningful for both of us. And we agreed that next time I'm back home, that we would kind of, like kind of reconnect and like make sure at least like once a year, like we're maintaining each other, maintaining in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. um, and there's another friend that I'm hoping to reach out to again when we come back because my friend reached out to me as well, being like, hey, like we haven't talked in a minute. Um, so although it was the ending of a lot of relationships, it wasn't the ending of all of them. And some of them are still recoverable. Um, but it did impact a lot 
in lot a lot of things. Um, and Sari, do you want to talk about our Bible verse? Uh, yeah. So, um, we were thinking a good metaphor for this is pruning. Um, so the Bible verse we have this week is John fifteen two. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And this is a uh, a good analogy for the relationships that we had, because a lot of relationships were cut off. It was really like trial by fire. Honestly, it was, you know, can your relationship survive? If not, it's gone. If yes, it'll get better. Um, and as much as that's painful, and honestly, I don't even know if it's for the best. Who knows? It may have been better another way. I'm not sure. But this is what happened, and it did have a pruning effect where the things that were left behind thrived, and that is kind of special. And uh, and like Sen said like those relationships become really tight, like siblings. And there's not many times in your life when you have the opportunity to do that. And she said like band is like that. And like for me, when I was little, I had a very close group of friends and it's um, there's like, we were, we were all our friends, our parents were friends. And so we didn't have a choice, but to see each other. But that was a similar kind of environment where like, maybe it's not nice, but if you don't have a choice, but to see the same people, of course, you're going to see them a lot. And that, that creates a certain kind of intimacy. Yeah. And it's one of those things about, like, I realize even having this conversation that me and Siri are very fortunate that we did have people who did pick us over and over again. I realize that there's some people who were left alone or, like, with very little, a lot, there was a lot of people who were left without friendships during the Panini. Um, so we are kind of coming up from this topic from a very privileged perspective of that we were able to make, well, like, keep and maintain our friendships throughout it. Um, yeah. So I wanted to big put that asterisk in there. I realized that not everyone had the same opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Like, in my experience, I can say it was like pruning for me. But I know for a lot of people, it was obliterating, not pruning. And if I hadn't been in the situation I was in, it would have obliterated my personal relationships. I would have been left with only my immediate family. And I love my immediate family, don't get me wrong. But like, it would not have been sufficient to live my life. Um, Because like, yeah, everyone peripheral, everyone outside of my roommate and my very close friends, I, I didn't have access to. And I know a lot of people had access to no one. And like a friend of mine had recently moved into town right before that. And so the only friends they had were roommates and they weren't super close with their roommates. And then that happened and they just literally were not allowed to communicate with anyone. And it was it was rough, was super rough. And like, what are you supposed to do? You know, if you're in a situation where you didn't have the opportunity to meet anyone close and now you're actually not allowed to communicate with anyone you don't already have direct contact with i know it was rough for a lot of people and like for me it was rough in so much as i would rather have kept that wide array of friends but not nearly as bad as it could have been yeah it was a difficult time for a lot of us and it definitely impacted the way we think about friendships but also the way that we pursue them um I guess one of the things you want to talk kind of talk about is just like the long-term impacts of the way that like we think about making, choosing, referencing friends since the Panini. I think it's no longer a world Panini. I think the who organization ended it. I realized yeah. saying who an organization is ironic because it goes against organization. But anyways. Yeah, I think it did uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the reason we originally decided to do this topic was like, because every every time we make a podcast, we're talking about relationships and stuff. But honestly, to talk about relationships, you have to acknowledge that they fundamentally changed and 
quite recently, you know, like things change all the time. You know, before we had Facebook, people communicate differently and that was a significant change. But again, a very significant change happened in the last couple of years. So it's worth noting that any advice we give is different than it would have been two years ago, probably because the world is different than it was then. Um, yeah. So then we just have some some specific examples of of effects, like some of the long-term effects that we have personally felt from it. Yeah. So at least what we've have what we have noticed so far is that there's people who are it seems like a lot of people are less eager or more standoffish when it comes to making friendships. I've at least in my own personal experiences, I noticed a lot of people are like really hesitant because um I was having this conversation with my coworker actually recently. Um and we were both talking about like it was really hard for both of us to move to the north and like start this new job. Um, at this new company because like we're coming in without knowing anyone not having friends up here to talk to and all these other things and we don't really know like who's open to like accepting us into their friend groups or like who just like they're like you know like they're full like they have like their max capacity they're not open to like making these friends um and i feel like in a sense like the panini um assisted in that yeah. Because there were so many people, like, you had, like, these, if you did, were fortunate enough to have friends, you had, you know, like, your capping point, like, this is, like, my, my inner circle. Um, and then you stopped from there, like, you're, like, I have these people, I don't need to add anymore. Um, so, like, if you were able to, if, if you had the fortunates of, like, living in the same place and having, establishing the same group of people, even, like, after the panini is over, you may not be really well open or welcoming to like invite someone into this inner circle that wasn't there with you previously because they don't have the same shared or lived experiences as you yeah um so it makes it really hard for someone who's a newcomer to like go in and like make friends yeah exactly and i think a lot of people like a lot of people experienced a lot of fear during that time and it it just made them closed off in general which is totally reasonable i get it but um you know being closed off means it's going to be harder to make friends with those people. And people are just less willing to take a risk on you and less open and stuff. And I don't know, I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's a forever, that, that's going to be forever. That's never going to go away. I don't think it'll ever go back to how it was. I mean, I hope so, but I haven't seen it improve really. And so now basically you have to give people more time to warm up to you and to become your friend than you would have had to before. Yeah. I Do you see within like, the Gen Zers, the TikTok, who like, there's some of them who like want, like, reminisce of like this like hippie-ish s culture of just like picking up people on the side of the road. Obviously not that to to that extent, but like there's like a sense of like miss. I don't know what the exact word of it is. Like they like want this experience of like having these really cool, really open experiences, but like in this day and age, we can't. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah, but I do see like the the want the longing for that. I think it's good though to see um, that people are longing for that because, like, I mean, I guess if that's a positive, the fact that people are longing for that means they're aware that that is an option, <laughs> which is good. So hopefully, some people will, in a safe way, pursue that option, and maybe there's some hope for that. But in the meantime, we all have to be more patient with everyone because everyone's having a harder time with that. Um. Yeah. And another fact, which another thing that we saw happen is uh, a lot of people became very reliant on friends through social media, which is not specifically negative. There's a lot of good in that, too, because 
if you're not allowed to meet people, you can at least maintain relationships you already have. But um, I have noticed a lot of people I personally know become like genuinely reliant on it. Like they cannot do it any other way. They used to be able to go to the grocery store and chat with a server, but now they don't do that anymore. And so they only communicate if they have like a prescribed way and it's through a screen and they know it's consensual on both sides and, and all that. People just seem more like stuck on that than they used to be. Yeah, I've known quite a few people who uh, the majority of their friend group is through, I would say, Discord. That's probably the most common one. Um, it's like that's the way you can talk to your friend groups. You can join a bunch of random communities. You'll, you guys are all going in with the same mutual interest, which is good. I think having these social media platforms is a good thing, but it becomes a problem when it's your only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because unfortunately, like when you go through like life situations, like I don't know, for example, like if you're living by yourself and you have need to get surgery done and they need someone to drive you, um, it's really, you can't, unfortunately, like rely on this, like, community of friends you have online. You need, there is, like, you kind of need both communities in order to function um, yeah. if you do choose to have the online community. Um, so if you are overly relying on this friend group that's online, it kind of campers, meaning these well-intentioned people in real life. Who could potentially help you when you need them in these various situations it's not saying that friends are only there to help you in need there's obviously a lot more to that but i'm just using that as an example yeah and i think well partly because i'm a person of faith but just but just a general like if you go into something intentionally if i find a group online of like-minded people that's great because you're like-minded and so you'll find things in common but i also think if you let life kind of happen and just run into who you run into like there's something special in that and you can meet people you wouldn't have otherwise and have a different kind of relationship and broaden as a person and stuff. And so I think that like focused intentionality can be good, but it's not always good. And sometimes it's good to just get to know people. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I will say another thing that kind of stood out from like, as we're talking about social media is that like, I experienced this myself of like a lot of people's, I would say, quote unquote, true colors came through since all of us are heavily relying on social media. So I feel like uh, beforehand, there's always got the mask effect on of like, oh, like you post pictures of your like pets and family on Facebook or whatever. But since we're like heavily relying on social media, um, people's, and like obviously we were in a very trialing time period where he put very diverse, there's a lot of things happening in, in 2020. And a lot of people had a lot, very, a lot of strong opinions about these things, a lot. Of people um and those things arguments are happening online and like the amount of time periods i saw some people get blocked or like say they, they publicly announced they deleted other people off facebook but i'm teaching to the choir because like i was part of, i was a part of this problem so like i saw a friend post something online actually I had two friends separately that post things online and so i things online and i was kind of like are you do you actually believe this because like what you're saying is very inflammatory and I don't agree with it at all. And like, what's your basis for these things? And they were like, oh, this is just what I believe kind of thing. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Um, but like, it's one of the things they brought up when they make classes is, um, is that like, we kind of existed in, we kind of like threw ourselves into an echo chamber. And like, since there was no, but it's not like people were doing things that they can't like go post their pictures in the, from Aruba on Facebook. It's just, your thoughts and your opinions are in your brain since you're stuck at home, just being vocalized on the social media platform. And with mm-hmm. that came a lot of the worst characteristics of people showing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Like in difficult situations, people kind of break down and uh, I don't know the right way to phrase it, but like the worst parts of you kind of show when you're stressed. And that's true for everyone. But the thing is, everyone was stressed. So <laughs> the worst parts of everyone were showing. And I know a lot of people lost friendships over that kind of thing. And that's kind of sad, you know, like, I don't know everyone's situation, so I don't know, but a lot of people either lost friendships or had some serious damage done to their life, or else, even if they didn't, people are now having a hard time trusting people because they saw everyone kind of freak out and they're like, oh, like if everyone's freaking out, are they normal now? Like maybe they're still dangerous. So I think our just, our trust in each other overall has gone down. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a a long-term solution to this now. I think as with all of the the social media things of like the accusations against social media companies of like the echo chambers and like them like feeding you whatever you want to see, like if you're like leaning one way or the other, they'll like constantly you expose you to media of that nature. Mm-hmm. At least for the given probably few years, I don't see this situation becoming any better. In the sense, um, I would say. This is one of the situations where it's kind of like the removing yourself from the online friends and like meeting offline friends, um, aka people in person. Um, just to expose yourself to other opinions and like see other thoughts. Um, mm. Also, people aren't in real life are probably not as trolls, much as trolls as they would be on social media. Um, yeah. So, like, that's the only way I can think of as a solution to like that issue if you want to continue making friends in that regard yeah that's a good point because like if all your interactions are online and i know people didn't have a choice but to have them online so i mean that's what they were stuck with but if all your interactions are online people are a lot more free with their opinions online than they would be in person and maybe not in a healthy way like in person if you hurt someone's feelings they might cry and then you'll feel bad so you know you hold back a little but online people do not hold back and uh that's not a great way to get to know people. So I do think the fact that people are a little more like going out and doing things and buying their own groceries and all that, it's kind of encouraging because maybe we can all kind of rub each other's rough edges off, like smooth each other out and, <laughs> and become a little easier to deal with. And yeah, and also like when people are alone too long, they become hard to deal with because I've experienced being alone. I know you get in your own head and you forget what other people think. So that's all remind ourselves that other people think different than us and just allow that experience and hopefully over time we can all come to have normal relationships again all right we'll do one more negative one and then go on to the positive things because some positive things did happen but um yeah one that affected me is uh the crippling of social skills like because not having to practice them in I think for everyone, to some degree, social skills have to be practiced. I know everyone has varying degrees of skill, but nobody's totally a master at it. And it's always beneficial to actually do that sometimes. So not doing that at all was not helpful. And then for me personally, I do not have good social skills. I I do not understand what people are saying a lot of the time. And so repeated interactions are very helpful for me to know what's going on. And being deprived of repeated interactions can make you like really socially crippled. And then it's kind of a snowball effect thing. Like, you know, you don't know how to talk to people. And then when you're forced to do something in person, you just don't, or you hide in a corner or whatever. And then that affects the next thing badly, which affects the next thing badly. And like a whole year of that is a pretty long time to affect the rest of your life. And then because so many people have had that experience, it's kind of been normalized now. And so not having good social skills is just like, no, that's what people do now, which again, 
it is what it is. But it does kind of stink, and it would happen better not to have my social skills crippled. Um, but for me personally, like, you have to overcome, you know? And so I'm just going to do what I can to overcome. Whenever I am around people, I'm going to listen to them and try to understand them and try to use that for the next interaction and for the next and for the next and hope that over time, I, you know, I become a more normal person. <laughs> for even me, like, I consider myself an extrovert and, like, I consider myself a very social person. But, like, it really does affect everyone not being exposed. Um, just because, like, you... Like having these new interactions, like the small talks, things people are like very avoidant for are beneficial in the long term. So just in terms mm -hmm. of like making friends and like a bunch of other factors. Um, so like not having that exposure really, I guess it did cripple me. I don't remember to it well because I blocked up that time period of my life. Mm -hmm. um, Challenge response. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I blocked up that time period of my life. Um, I don't remember. Oh, I shouldn't say I blocked that. I don't remember it too well. But mm -hmm. I I do remember the time periods when, like, I didn't have a lot of social interaction with people um, before the community, um, and, like, I could not talk to people for the life of me. I did not know how to have social interactions. I did not know, like, when to respond. I still have probably have some, like, level of social unawareness. As I was, I was having a conversation with Sari earlier, and I was like, yeah, and then I was at a party, and I realized that people probably wanted to talk to me, but I was sitting there in a corner, not focusing on anything, but, like, what was going on in front of me um mm -hmm. so like there's still some levels of like after effects or just like shock waves mm -hmm. um that still impact the way i interact with people um but like i think the that's one of those things that really came was probably a root not root but like one of the symptoms of the panini yeah for sure yeah shock wave is a is a good word um and we can move on to some positive effects because not everything's negative, of course. Um, I guess I'll kind of reiterate Sen's thing of like, I know not everyone had a silver lining or positive effects and some people were just really in a really bad situation. But if you did have positive effects, it is good to dwell on those as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so a big thing for me is the friends that I, I didn't make friends then, but the friends that I had then, are like they're my lifelong friends for sure for real forever so that's a positive effect definitely and like the friends i had then were already very good friends and i already wanted them to be lifelong friends because they're people i liked a lot but i don't know that it would have happened otherwise it's just possible that people would have been more busy or had more things going on and so even though i had wanted that it may not have been realistic but it did happen and so now i have a group of really good friends and i am grateful for that yeah, definitely on that. A huge ringing of the bell on that side. Like, we had these friends, but I genuinely wasn't sure if they were, had the same little interests as I did of having lifelong friends. Um, but, like, seeing people, like, leave and come back from, like, their various life situations, or, like, um, even, like, when, like, some of the restrictions started lighting, lightening up, um, and people still choosing to, like, interact with us, because, like, I don't know, like, there's... Um, those friends who stick closer than brother than our brother mm. um just having the same shared life experiences like of knowing that like oh like even though like these restrictions are lightening up like we're still going through the same life events it's still experiencing the same things they're still figuring out how to navigate this quote-unquote new world mm. um it was just nice having like the people who like were like my essentially my family 
um, during that time period. Um, and like that was something I will never, ever, ever take for granted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Also, digital community is more available now, which we said is a negative thing before, but now I'm saying it as positive. <laughs> um, it's good. Like personally, um, I'm not amazingly social. I know that having friends in person is valuable and I definitely pursue that, but also I don't always want to do that. And so it's nice to be able to have those, those things open. Like, uh, when we, when we weren't able to go and see people in person, we still had Bible study. We just had it over zoom. And like, that was so nice because I miss people and we were sad and lonely. And it was so nice to be able to just have 10 people who you really like on a call together, talking about something you're interested in, you know? And so those services didn't really exist and now they do. And that's nice. And other things too, like buying food and stuff, all that, a lot of things are a lot more accessible than they used to be. And there's definitely a silver lining to that. Yeah, I totally agree. Like even like me and Sari doing this this whole uh, conversation right now, like we're not in the same place, but we're able to do this because of the, well, not because of the pain, but because we have these outlets available for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, even then, like, there is, was, like, the huge tech boom, the tech revival mm-hmm. that occurred because of the Panini. Um, there were so many, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of horrible like, things that came, but we're talking about positives. Um, yeah, so, like, we were able to have this huge tech boom and you know, able to create so many more, like, new and niche communities mm-hmm. um, that originally didn't have communities before. So, like, the dance communities, like, there's so many more ways for like like we obviously kind of meet in person in the dance but like now there's so many different like meme facebook pages and like um websites and like different ways of like accessing information from people who traditionally could never access it from, from before mm-hmm. um it's so like for me like i during the panini like there was like this or these or these instructors in seattle who were like hosting an event and i like waited my three hours because of the time difference um to like late at night to like watch one of those classes which i would have never even known that was happening because it's in seattle mm-hmm. um so like there was this really cool and like niche and new communities that rose um from these digital from everything switching to online that probably would not be accessible before um and like these being part of these communities allows you to make potentially make new friends um and that's something that's really cool that does that did stem from this yeah, and, and related to that, like I was doing a tech job and then I was able to, well, I was required to work from home. But um, there were some benefits came from that too, because like I have family who live nearby and I would see them anyway. So, you know, but now I get to see them with more flexibility and like, it's just kind of generally expected that people are allowed to be flexible in a way they weren't allowed to before. So that's nice. It's a, maybe it's a positive cultural change, letting people have different schedules from each other. So yeah, the tools and the tools and those things are available now in, with, in a way that they weren't before. Uh, what else? Well, here's here's a really big silver lining. So, I think this is directly because people were so unhappy. But because people were so unhappy, they have now reevaluated the priorities, and a lot of people are really looking for friendships now that before they maybe wouldn't have cared. But now people are like, oh yes, I care about that. I want that. It's important to me, and so. It's there, you know, if you want it, other people do feel that way. It can be kind of hard to figure out who those people are, but they do exist. And I think before people were just comfortable. And so they didn't realize that it was something that they even wanted or needed. Totally agree. Uh, like I mentioned before, like I moved to a new area. 
Um, and like I had the very much the fortunate of like I don't specifically live in a college town. Um, so like it was really I was really concerned about meeting new people because when I was like reading up on like places like Reddit, which Reddit's like one of those great communities, um, people were saying that it's really hard for young professionals moving to a new place because um a lot of people have those friendships and stuff like that and like they just don't want aren't looking to meet new people. Um, but I had the fortunate that like my main friend group up here uh, was a bunch of other like young professionals and people who just graduated or just moved to my city and like they are also looking to make these same friends because like they also lost their communities. Um, so like together we made like one bigger one big community, which is really sweet and really great. Um, so one of the silver lining things that did come from this was that like. These people originally might have just been like, oh, I'm just like, going to stay with my, within my community, my, my, my job community, and make mm-hmm. friends there and only there, or like stay within like my family, or like maybe meet like, one or two other people. Um, but since we, like, they've re- we have all of you evaluated our priorities and we're like, we, I'm going into this intentionally knowing that I really want to make friends. And mm-hmm. I want to keep and maintain these friendships. That's why we've had this group chat for like a few months now, I think. Um, and like we just like post things that we want to go to and see if others are interested. And, like, it's expanded from, like, our, all of our mutual interests to, like, all of us doing random adventures throughout town. Um, so, like, those are evaluations of, like, knowing, like, who wants to be your friends and, like, really prioritizing keeping those friendships has, like, helped a lot, us a lot. Yeah, exactly. And like Sen said at the beginning of this, like, there's a cultural shift where people are, like, longing for the old days of the hippie days when people just hang out together and do things and stuff. But I think that's a good cultural change. People want that, you know. I mean, be careful and don't do anything stupid. But, like, the idea that you want to just, like, be relaxed around people and have that kind of community, I think it's great people want that. And if enough people do want it, then it will happen. So um, I'm sorry that a horrible thing happened, but if some people's eyes kind of opened and they realized, like, oh, relationships are important, I'm glad that is something that came from it because relationships are important and people don't always realize it until something happens to them. Um, yeah. So I guess in conclusion, it was and has been a difficult time. I think we're maybe coming to the end of it now. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, it has been a challenging time and uh, the friendship dynamics are permanently different than they were before. It won't go back. But um, since we know that, let's move forward and live good lives and just try to have meaningful relationships and be patient with people and all of that. Yes. It's been a hard, this is one of those things that genuinely did impact everyone. Like, I don't think anyone can say that the Panini didn't have some level of impact in their lives. Um, so it affected us in a lot of ways, but also affected the way that we pursue friendship. Um, so I would say be patient with yourselves. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourselves. It's going to take time. You'll find your people somewhere. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's just one of those things. It's it's a tricky situation to be in. But we're making it out, guys. We're making it out. Very good. It's very beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So if you liked what we talked about, you can go ahead and follow us. Um, this has been this has been Lonely People, a friendship podcast. Once again, I am Sun. And I am Sari. Um, I hope you guys have a great day.